How's it going, everybody? It is a beautiful Friday today, and I am here to talk about something that's pretty big in the news right now. Maybe you guys have heard about it, maybe you guys haven't, as well as some other things that I would like to talk to you about in the NFL. So, first, let me introduce myself. My name is Evan Mead, and this is going to be the official episode one of Sports Superstar and this podcast that I will be trying to get on pretty frequently to give you guys my thoughts and opinions on some breaking news, some mock drafts as the draft is coming up, fantasy rankings, uh, positional rankings, and breakdowns of some games and players that are rising and falling. So, I'm going to jump right into it today. So, yesterday some news came out that was rather... For some people, they may have found it surprising, but considering how in the media this guy has been, I didn't find it overly surprising. I'm here to talk to you about my thoughts on Antonio Brown. So, Antonio Brown has kind of become a little bit of a drama queen, as you may say, recently. And I'm not really sure what to make of it, because he had no problems really in Pittsburgh up until this final season, but then it was just like everything just came in at once, and then all of a sudden he was all in the media. And he's proven to be one of the best receivers in the game for the, well, pretty much since he's came into the league. He's been an elite receiver with 100 receptions, 1,000 yards, almost 10 touchdowns, if not over. And this past season, it was just like everything came in and he was just going to let everything go out into the open. So he eventually started dissing Big Ben and then he got into dissing Juju and... He ended up getting traded to the Oakland Raiders, where he got his money, where he was actually paid. I had no problem with him getting paid. However, I am a big fan of Juju, so I was not a big fan of him. But he deserved money. He's proven he's an elite receiver. But then reports came out yesterday that Antonio Brown and Mike Mayock got into an argument, and they are going to suspend him. And it is a potential, he is a potential cut candidate, so they won't have to pay him all that money. Because he hasn't really even been to practices. He had the problem with the feet, and he had to get circumcised feet. And then after that, he had the problem with the helmet, where... He wasn't going to wear this helmet, and he was even talking about retiring from the... Well, retiring from the um, NFL. So, I'm not too sure what to make of this, but breaking it down from my point of view here, the way I see it is, if you have Antonio Brown, you have an elite wide receiver one, but you're going to have to deal with so much drama over the course of the season. And... He thinks he can do whatever he wants because he's this big-named receiver. If it were me, I suspend him from team activities for maybe four weeks or so. And I'll let him try to get his crap together because 
he has not found a correct mindset. And he's not been a team player. He is only looking, and it's all on him. He wants all eyes on him, whether it's bad or good. He wants them all on him. And he doesn't care what anyone else says because he feels like he's truly made it now that he's made his big paycheck. But he still has to play in order to earn that money. They have to pay him, and in order for him to get that money, he has to play. And quite frankly, I don't know if I'd pay him at this point because he hasn't done anything to show me he's committed to this team. He hasn't shown me anything that remotely thinks I'm getting a guy who's a good teammate, good for the community that we're going to be playing in. And I just haven't seen any of that from him. Now, I'm not denying this guy's talent. And I'm not even saying that you should cut him. I don't think you should cut him because cutting him, he's just going to go to another team and then they're going to get an elite wide receiver. So, it's generally up to what Gruden and Mayock think. But I think you suspend him for a couple games and try to get him to get his head on right. Because, as I said before, and I'm going to keep saying it, he had no problems in Pittsburgh up until this last season. And it was just like everything just came out at one point. And now all he wants is all this attention, which he's getting from the media and these fans. And now they're just just not all there with him. And they don't fully support what he's doing and I wouldn't either if I were a Raiders fan so it makes for a little bit of a tricky situation that Mayock and Gruden are put in but that is my thoughts on the AB situation so also what happened yesterday is the Bears versus Packers game in the 100th season as the Packers ended up winning that game. And here are my thoughts. So I originally had the Bears winning because of how good that defense is there. It was clear to me while watching that game, the Packers are no joke this year. Their offense seemed to struggle due to lack of wide receiver and just how good the Bears' defense is. But... Aaron Rodgers kind of struggled a little bit, but that defense took a big step up. However, that is what everyone is saying, and I can see why they're saying that. But me personally, I have not been a big fan of Mitchell Trubisky. Last season, I thought he was going to take a pretty big step up, which he did from his first season. He got Matt Nagy, who was in the Chiefs system, and Andy Reid's been one of the best offensive coaches in the NFL for a number of seasons now. So I thought Matt Nagy would help him out, and he did to an extent. But Mitchell Trubisky has shown me time and time and time again that he doesn't really have what it takes to truly be a franchise quarterback. He had poor decision-making. He didn't throw very good football. 
I didn't see him move his eyes a whole lot. He was staring down a lot of his reads, wasn't working through a whole lot of progressions, and that got him into some trouble. In that game, he threw a ball into double coverage while Allen Robinson was being dragged down. And there was another Packer fairly close by to that play. And that is the decision that Mitchell Jubisky decided, I'm going to throw it there. Into that tight window with three Packers surrounding my guy. That needs to be corrected big time. But here's also my thoughts. Chubisky threw the ball 44 times or so last game. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. Chubisky isn't made to throw that ball that many times. Their leading guy in carries was David Montgomery, who they've been praising over the offseason. Well, since the draft. They've been praising Montgomery. They were saying how they were pinching themselves. They love this guy's ability out of the backfield. He can catch well. He can run the ball well. He's elusive and a freight train. But he got six carries for 18 yards yesterday. Mike Davis got more snaps in at the running back position than David Montgomery. I hadn't even heard of Mike Davis up until the... It was late last season when he was with the Seahawks. He had a breakout game. And, yeah, he was a guy who was in the backfield for a majority of those plays. But they have Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery, who are very good out of the backfield. And Tariq Cohen did very well out as a receiver. But they didn't use Montgomery. The Packers were able to game plan pretty easily around that at the halftime break because they saw how many times they were throwing the ball. They weren't using their guys out of the backfield enough, which I feel is a poor job on the coaching. Be, you can't expect to win a game when you have your quarterback whose arm isn't that great and he's throwing the ball 44 times and your leading back is only, only has six carries to finish the game. Six carries. And yet you're praising how good this guy is. Now, in order to take another step forward, I am going to say that it is early, and the Packers' defense did look very strong. So we'll see if they can make adjustments. But that divis- going off those two teams, neither team really performed the both defenses played pretty well, but both offenses didn't look very good. So it's kind of bounced out, and that made for a low-scoring game. So it's early, but that division right now is looking pretty weak unless Trubisky can find his rhythm and Aaron Rodgers gets back to Aaron Rodgers' level because he did not look there yesterday. His awareness wasn't as good in the pocket his mobility wasn't as good. And he just he didn't look like Aaron Rodgers out on that field. I'm not sure if it had to do with the new coaching style of Matt LaFleur or not, but he didn't look like Aaron Rodgers. So maybe they make adjustments going into week two. And 
maybe they both teams look much better. But right now, I am very unimpressed by both teams. All right. Another topic that has recently happened is some teams have been saying that they've been in contact with the Chargers. As you know, the Chargers have a pretty strong backfield with Austin Eckler, and one of my personal favorite out of that backfield is Justin Jackson, if you take Melvin Gordon out of the equation, which the Chargers have seemed to do. The Eagles offer Jordan Howard and a swap of mid-round picks for Melvin Gordon, and that was declined. However, I got more alerts, and so... Apparently, there is now another team interested that is unknown as... Well, it is unknown at the moment. And he... The Chargers have not released what team it is, and the team hasn't been released. But I do have a couple theories, and I'm going to walk you through who I think it is. I think the Eagles could still be making a play for Melvin Gordon. That offense is very, very strong. They have Carson Wentz, who, coming from one of the best safeties in football, Earl Thomas, that he said there are very few quarterbacks in the NFL that you would consider elite, maybe three or four, but he said Carson Wentz is one of them, and he's shown that. Before he tore his ACL, he was, he was one of the best in the game. And, well, he was even looking at an MVP run. And quite frankly, I thought he was going to take it. And so I could see the Eagles making a play, adding another person at backfield. However, they just traded for Jordan Howard. So that means Jordan Howard will, will have to be moved. And I apologize for all the stops. I am still currently getting over. I had a virus of some sort, not quite sure what, but I have been sick for the last couple of days, so I apologize. Hopefully, it will be a better podcast moving forward once I am fully healthy, so I apologize for that. So, Eagles, I could think, were making a play and continuing to make a play for Melvin Gordon to increase that offense's, offense's ability. The next team, I think, is going to be the Texans. The Texans are in win-now mode. They do, not have a very, well, they do not have very many picks, as they have traded a lot away. But they've also made some big strides on their team. I could see the Texans making some trades, using some picks in a couple players in order to get Melvin Gordon. Because if you can get that running back, now that Lamar Miller is hurt, and adding Melvin Gordon in that backfield with that offense, with Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, DeAndre Hawkins, Kiki Kuti, they have Kenny Stills there now. They have a very good chance at being good. They have a couple pretty good prospects on that offensive line, and they have one of the best young offensive tackles in Laramie Tunsil now as well. So I could see them making a push for Melvin Gordon, and that would not surprise me. In fact, I think that'd be an amazing fit, and that's probably my top choice for his landing spot. Okay, now here's my last option. 
Now, many of you are probably going to disagree with this, but I could see the Colts making a run because now that Andrew Luck is gone, they need to try to reshape their offense around Jacoby Brissett. Marlon Mack, I do not feel like, is the answer. Marlon Mack has shown games where he is very good, and he's shown games where I have been extremely unimpressed with his ability. However, I do like their third down back there, Naeem Hines. He's a very electric player, good out of the backfield, good hands, good route running. He showed in a couple games how good he can be out of the backfield. And... I do like him. However, Marlon Mack I am unimpressed with, and Jordan Wilkins I am unimpressed with. If you can add Melvin Gordon into that backfield and have Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback, as well as having T.Y. Hilton, having that offensive line there, and then having Paris Campbell, Devin Funches, Deion Kane is coming off an injury last season, but he's going to be electric this year if he gets any opportunity, as well as having Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle. That offense is going to be unbelievable. However, I know that Indianapolis fans seem to very... Well, they like Marlon Mack. I do not. It's just my personal opinion. I just don't think he is a true franchise running back. And... So I think that you could see the Colts possibly making that run for Melvin Gordon. All right. Now here's my last but not least topic I want to talk to you about today. There was this running back out of Ohio State a couple years ago. He's been, I think he's been pretty good. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, so I think he's been pretty good in my mind, I think he's been pretty good. Maybe some of you guys disagree. But he is unbelievable at that position. And he is the bell cow back. He will get 300 to 350 carries a season, as well as stacking up 1,400 or more rushing yards and 10 or more touchdowns, as well as probably about 50 to 70 receptions adding on an extra probably 500 to 700 yards, as well as another couple touchdowns out of the backfield. He's a franchise running back. However, would I have signed him to that contract for $90 million in six years? Absolutely not. He needs to grow up. He has been in trouble every season so far. Rather, it's domestic violence or an abuse or an assault charge. He he needs to grow up. And not only is it that, in my opinion, but if I'm Jerry Jones, I totally... Actually, he did say this. My apologies. He did say this, and I totally agree with it. I've always thought it was stupid. You were signed a contract as a rookie... And you are signed to another contract afterwards from another team if you are good enough. You should honor that contract. In baseball, if you're signed to a contract, you stick by that contract. I don't like the basketball rules where you can opt out of a contract after a couple years or whatever that is. Um, 
you you're signed that contract. You have they have your signature. You sign that contract. If your contract is not up, you should not be able to hold out and make it so that you can be paid more. That's not that's not right. You were signed a contract and you should obey that contract. That's like saying so you just bought a car, but that's saying um your car's in the shop. So you're just not going to pay for your car payment anymore. Like, no, you still have that car and it's still in your name. You have the lease and, well, you signed for the car. That's your car. You should, you're still going to have to pay for it. And you're still going to have to keep going with that car unless you decide to trade it in or something like that. But that's exactly what Ezekiel Elliott is doing. He wanted to hold out in order to get money. And I have no problem with him wanting to make money. But holding out when you're still under contract, that's very childish. And I do not think that's right of him to do. And I would not have paid him if I were Jerry Jones. Especially with his history and domestic violence abuse and everything else that's been going on with him. There's just too many concerns. All right. Now, I know I said that was going to be my last topic, but as I'm recording this, I have been getting some alerts. And I'm sure you guys have probably already seen this by the time I'm releasing this video. But Tyreek Hill just got extended. A three-year extension for $56 million. That is a great signing, and I have no problem with that signing whatsoever. Patrick Mahomes is a franchise quarterback, and even if he takes a step down this year, he's still going to throw for 35, 40 touchdowns. He's still going to have so many so many yards. He's probably going to have 4,500 to 4,800. Probably still going to throw in between 10 to 8 picks, but... He's a winner, and he's not gonna he's not gonna accept losses. Now I'm gonna say he doesn't have the leadership of Baker Mayfield and some of these guys, but he's a winner, and he doesn't accept losses. He expects better from himself. He has said multiple times in interviews he doesn't care about his stats. Stats are great, but it doesn't mean anything if you can't produce wins for your team. He wants to win, and. Tyreek Hill is exactly the type of player that Mahomes' style fits best with. We saw that last season. Tyreek Hill and Alex Smith, they didn't work. Alex Smith's play style didn't match with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's a deep threat receiver, pretty good route running, can line up on the field pretty well. He can line up in multiple routes and run them well. He's just, their styles didn't play together well. Alex Smith was a safe quarterback and didn't like to take chances. Mahomes is a guy who likes to take chances, and that is what Hill does best, is he's your guy that you're okay taking the chance to. And Hill is very underrated in the aspect of catching, catching, and traffic. People always just look at his speed, and they're just like, this guy is just a burner. He can't do anything else. His ability to catch in traffic is Beyond my understanding. He had a higher catch and traffic percentage than Mike Evans did last season. Actually, 
Tyreek Hill had the highest catch in traffic percentage, according to Pro Football Focus. His ability is someone you do not find very often. And if I'm the Chiefs, I totally agree. I think you lock up Tyreek Hill and you make sure that you have him as long as you have Mahomes. Because those two are a dynamic duo. And to have that for three more years and hopefully a lot more after that, that's definitely something I am happy to see that the Chiefs are doing. All right. That is all I have for you guys today. Once again, I want to apologize. I am still a little sick, so I apologize for some of the stops that I have in order to catch my breath and some of the snuffling I did, but I will be posting another video. Well, I will have another podcast video going up within the next couple days with some more news, and I will be starting to get into some draft stuff pretty soon, so stay tuned for that. Until then, my name is Evan, and this is Sports Superstar. Thanks for tuning in, and just keep checking. More great content coming soon. Thanks again.